Hi, and welcome to Women CEO in Reflection, a podcast dedicated to personal growth and mental health discussions with women CEOs across the globe. It's here where inspired women get candid about what drives them to succeed and the personal challenges they've encountered on their path to success. So if you're a woman on a mission, this is the podcast you don't want to miss. So sit back, relax, and let's get candid. Hi, and welcome to Women CEO in Reflection. I'm your host, Marisa Johns, and I'm joined by my co-host, Neil Haley. Today's guest is someone I'm so excited to meet. Lisa Lewis began her career as a graduate of Ringling Brothers in Barnum and Bailey Clown College. With a BA from Brandeis University and a master's degree in clown circus history from NYU, she co-founded the Super Scientific Circus and spent many years working with the Big Apple Circus in multiple capacities. Her passion for sharing the magic of the circus inspired her to reimagine the art form of circus for 21st century audiences through Omnium, a bold new circus, where she is the founder and executive director. Sharing in the joy and excitement of the performing arts is an experience that should be available to everyone, regardless of background, race, gender, or ability. And Omnium, Omnium makes that happen. Welcome to the show, Lisa. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. So um, tell me a little bit about Omnium and and how it's different than your traditional circuses and, and what led you to start this company. So Omnium is, it's we call it a bold new circus. Omnium means of all and belonging to all. We are completely diverse, completely inclusive from the boardroom to the tech table, on stage, behind the scenes, and in our audience. We provide complete access for all audiences at all times, as well as full representation from the company. So that alone is an identifier, because as you know, 25% of the country is people with disabilities. By the time you include mothers, fathers, grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, relatives, 87% of our country is affected by disability. That means somebody's always left behind. And I wanted a circus that can truly bring families together, that you don't have to come on one specific day because that's the only day that there are sensory adaptations, or that's the only day that there's audio description for your dad who happens to be blind or low vision, or whatever the demographic. Um, I wanted everything accessible to everyone at all times. And as I was dreaming this, um, the representation came in and it's absolutely vital that everyone in the audience connects with a performer and whether or multiple performers so that you see yourself represented and you see not only your potential, but you see the potential in the person sitting next to you who may be completely different from you, but we all have to look at each other and realize the great potential in each and all of us to be our best selves. And that's what we hope to achieve with the circus. I I think it's fascinating um, because you said also some of the performers have disabilities, correct? That's correct. Um, Our aerialist, who is a phenomenal aerialist, and when you see the show, you appreciate for her artistry. She happened to have been born without legs. Um, That's amazing. That's a story, and it's a beautiful story. Our story is told both in English and American Sign Language. Um, The character who plays the poet, who's really our storyteller throughout, is a young woman who is deaf. We have people who are military veterans. We have people who grew up in horrible, horrible um, 
inner city project situations and have come through that by riding a unicycle, by playing unicycle and basketball. So we have the King Charles troupe. So everybody has a wonderful story, just a wonderful story. And we celebrate all of that together because everybody has a story, period. I think that's so great because, you know, when you go to a traditional circus, right, years years ago, it was a lot of animals and the performers, and now they have, you know, <clears throat> Cirque du Soleil is usually, you know, it's different. But when you go there, you see them separate from who you are because they're right. they're an anomaly. Mm-hmm. It's like they they're doing these incredible things that it's like I could never do that, right? <laughs> you know, I don't I don't have those skills. I'll never have those skills. So having people with disabilities doing these amazing things actually shows people that are in the audience that anything is possible, which is exactly what you were saying. Like anything is possible. You can re- resonate with them. You can relate to them. And that I love the concept. I think it's fantastic. It truly is. It's a way of helping people be their best, become their best selves. Whatever that means to them, it doesn't matter. Whatever yeah. that means to you, that's what you should be. I'm imp- I'm really impressed. Have you gotten any celebrities with disabilities that have been wanting to be part of this in any way or reached the out to you in any way? The door is wide open. Please join us. <laughs> yes, yeah, so Neil that's, has that's a great. lot of connections there. <laughs> it's I, I, do, I welcome do, it. I think of the, the, the definitely with a. Uh, uh, Catherine Kramer, uh, uh, the daughter of the late Stanley Kramer, and she's involved with disabilities big time when, in the acting end of things. So I definitely want to connect you guys for sure. Oh, yes, please. It's it, The door is wide open. We're only a two-year-old company. So, so it, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. What were some of the challenges in starting a company like this? Like, was it really difficult? Did people embrace it when you brought this idea to them did people embrace it or did you have to kind of overcome a lot of challenges to actually form the company and make it happen both absolutely both first of all starting a circus is crazy starting a circus during a pandemic is even crazier <laughs> oh that's right Breaking you the mold and going the pandemic. Against ev- yeah going against everything that society thinks and feels and knows and everything that is systemic and changing that paradigm obviously brings challenges. Not insurmountable challenges because we've surmounted them. And doing it all during COVID. Sure, good idea. <laughs> what was I thinking? Right, because no one was even allowed to connect at the time. And you, you're connecting all these people to do physical activities and training and all of that. So we started um, with a virtual production. So each person in our company was able to film their artistry and their act from wherever they were. And then we edited it together and that we still have, that um, production is available. We use it as a teaching tool for schools and they can show it. It comes with full access. So on the platform where we have it, you can have captioning in either English or Spanish. You can have audio description if you're low vision. It's all done in both American Sign Language and English. We have a plain language version for people who are sensory or neurodiverse and need that. So we created it online first. And then as the pandemic began to wane, or so we thought, so many people said, yes, you can do this, do it live, let's bring it out, because it's just a great show for everyone. Whether you have disabilities, you don't have disabilities, it doesn't matter, it's just a great show. So then we tried to bring it out live, but then the next wave of the pandemic hit. 
So we kind of rerouted ourselves and now we're out there trying to try not, we're not trying, we are making a real go of it. And there's some real interest and we're doing our best. The door is open and delighted to hear from folks. So are you traveling? Are you located? You're in New York, correct? Yeah, I live in New York. Um, I just got back from two weeks in Arizona. We performed at the Arizona State Fair for two weeks and we are now busily planning next year's tour. That's fantastic. So what gives you the drive to want to do something like this? Um, You know, for one, like just supporting other people, giving them that motivation that they can be someone and they can do something and then providing that to, to all your audience. Where does that drive come from to be almost like the caretaker for for everyone and, and just including them in, in being part of the circus? It's my experience. My lived, I, it just is so much a part of me. I was that kid that they said, she's an idiot. She'll never accomplish anything. You'll be lucky if she gets a C average. She can't do that. That's what they told my parents. She's, she, she can't do anything. Just let her be. Wow. My parents didn't listen. They never told me that, thank goodness. And they had the same set of expectations from me they had from my brother, who's quite brilliant. And what it taught me is that I can do it. It's just going to take me longer. Most people got their algebra done in 30 minutes. It took me five hours, but I sat there for five hours and did that work. That's great. So that was a part of me. Um, I, my daughter went through some trauma and some challenges and to be there with her and to help guide her into how to becoming, into becoming her best self. She's now a wonderful young adult but has been through quite a bit of trauma. And to support her in that, um, I don't know. It's just to know that people, I don't know. I, I really don't know the answer. It's so much a part of me that I can't, I'm not sure I can separate it. It's just, it just is. A funny quick story. We got a wonderful award the other day. We were awarded the National Organization of Disability Award for our employment practices because our company is 35% people with disabilities. Because I always choose to hire them first because why not? They're the experts, right. They have experience. They can help you. And the doors have been closed for so long. If you look in circus and theater and technical theater, um, the doors have always been closed to people. The opportunity has not existed. So if you go to look for an expert in a technical theater field, you're not going to find people of different races or of different abilities because there's never been opportunities. So why should they strive for something that there's not going to be a job at the end? So I want to make sure to live that example and to walk the walk, I'm talking the talk, to be there and to create that. So I always go there first. So we get this award and my daughter's like, but mom, you're just doing what's supposed to happen. What do you get an award for? And she's right. <laughs> right. Because this she is, is what right. it's supposed to be. Everybody should just, like, what's wrong with the rest of you? Come on. Right. That's Fun. great. Well, congratulations on the award. I'm really, I'm really happy for you. You know, it's, it's interesting because I have two sons and they're three years apart and the older, they have completely, they're on completely opposite ends of sensory. So my oldest one wore shorts year round, even in the winter time. 
everything was he had to touch he had to chew he had to like the music had to be extra extra loud like everything was extra for him right like he needed extra whereas my younger one uh it was overload so you know everything his clothes hurt to wear he'd have to wear like pajamas underneath or um everything was too loud he couldn't go in a public restroom he couldn't go to a circus without being like this the whole time because he would just be so like intense like you have to get out uh, you know music had to be soft like it was it was such an extreme raising both of them um but you know something like your circus would have been great when they were younger because i i you know there's a there's a lot of kids who are like that you know and to be exactly. able to, to, to go to a place where you can bring both your kids and they're both accommodated for those types of you know exactly disabilities exactly. you know i i never really refer to them as disabilities but i can see how they can be um i just i just think it's great and i'm sure it's a fantastic circus well so far audiences are loving it we're getting standing ovations everywhere we play it's and the artists are just beautiful i mean i have six seventh eighth generation circus performers along with people who've trained their whole lives but they're still first generation it's interesting when we think about it as yeah, I was listening to your, um, forgive me, the words jump out of my head, um, that they, the link that you sent. The me, launch party? The, the launch, launch party. party. So I was listening to that and I'm listening to the conversations on mental health. And I thought about it and it is, it's definitely something that's been in our world. It's genetic. My grandfather at the time was called, they didn't call it bipolar, they called it manic depressive back then. So he would either talk for three days straight or sleep for seven years. <laughs> it was just one of those things. Right. And no one thought anything of it. That's just, that's just how he was. Right. And well, my I mother had, inherited had, her version and I inherited my version. And it's just, I said the last two years, I think I've gotten a PhD. Without going to school, I've gotten a PhD. <laughs> in mental health in mental health, in dealing with things, in learning that I drive my mental health and not letting it drive me. Right. Yeah. We, we get simple. to choose. We get to choose how we see our days every day. Right. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's really difficult, especially when you're, you, when you do have depression, because it is a real thing, or when you do have bipolar disorder and, and, um, you know, everything across the spectrum, um, you know, one in five people have mental health issues and, you know, there's probably more that's just what's diagnosed. But if you're consumed with anything, I hate myself. I don't like who I am. I'm, I'm too heavy. I'm too, I'm too thin. Uh, people don't like me. Uh, you know, you. nothing goes wrong and it keeps going on and on and you're consumed with it. And, and, you know, and then it's, you know, tendencies towards, towards suicidal tendencies, you know, that's a mental health issue. And there's a lot of people who don't talk about it. And the pandemic really brought that out in people as well. Um, you know, you started seeing more and more of that uh, through the pandemic. The numbers are probably one in three now. Um, you know, I'm just guessing stats. Nobody quote me. But, you know, it's um, it's it's something that, uh, you know, it, it's unfortunately it is something we deal with, uh, you know, as as human beings. But, you know. Anytime you can find light, I always I always tell my clients, 
surround yourself with positive things. The music you listen to, the people you hang out with, the, the, the books that you read, the TV that you watch, only surround yourself with positive things and positive influences because it does affect your mental health. You may not think it, you know, watching a horror film doesn't affect you, but really deep down it does. It just gets into your core. And so I think, you know, what you're doing with the circus is fantastic. And it, the whole idea of it is to bring joy, to bring joy, to bring wonder, to bring unity. And it's taught me a lot in really, truly listening to other people's stories as well, because we each have our story and we have that series that plays in our head. So as I'm working through the loop that plays in my head, I start to identify it in others. And I start to say, oh, I get it. That's the loop that's playing in your head. I understand. Here's where I need you to be. And it allows me to help guide them in a way that is more productive for what we're trying to mutually accomplish, which is this incredible circus. So it allows for a really creative environment. And some people like it and some people choose to listen to the record in their head. And that's okay, too. But those well, I think some, sometimes... Those, we make really great things. Right. I think those that do don't know there's another way. They don't realize that there's another way. I accepted that loop in my head for years because I thought that's normal. You know, when I started talking about it, I realized, oh, it is kind of normal, but it shouldn't be. There's other ways to, to, to think, you know, um, and that's where the whole mindset thing comes in. So where do you see Omnium in five years? Where do you see the, its future? I, I think we have a wonderfully bright future. I am so excited for entering the mainstream world because the only way to integrate all of us together, able, disabled, black, white, green, purple, blue, orange, gay, straight, blah, 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 blah. The only way to integrate all of us is through that one core thing that we all have in common, which is our hearts and our love of our children, whether you have children or not. But inside of our hearts, that love is the only thing that can connect us all. So I'm very excited to get this show out there, to be performing in theaters, in, in performing arts centers, in fairs, in festivals, anywhere we have the opportunity to bring this brand of joy and the more opportunity we get to present it, the more opportunity we can give to other performers. There are so many performers around the world that I would love to feature. Right now, I don't have the, mon the funding yet. We are 501c3, but I don't have the funding yet to bring them over from Switzerland and from Peru. There's an incredible hand balancing artist who's paraplegic in Switzerland that I'm dying to work with. One day we will have the tour and the venue where we can afford to bring her over. There's a wire walker in Peru who's totally blind. I'd love to feature that wow. artist alongside of eighth generation circus artists who have devoted their entire lives to learning this craft. To bring everyone together just creates such a beautiful artistry. And I just... I'm so excited to share it, to share different versions each year, to go back to theaters. Everywhere we've played has invited us back. That's fantastic. And to be able to come back and present new artistry and new people and just keep making people smile, keep making them happy. You know, you talk about the children, uh, you know, as adults, 
you know, part of part of what I always say now to my clients is try to get that back to that childlike wonder mindset, you know, look at your surroundings as, as if it was all new again, there's so much beauty and so much inspiration in the world. And we overlook it. We trample over it as we're going through our day-to-day lives, but looking out and just, you know, looking at a tree and meditating next to a bed of roses, like it's incredible when you open your mind and look at it as a child, you see it differently and it completely changes your outlook on life. And I've done, I've done a lot of that in later years because in my early years, I was definitely not living that way, but you, you can do that. And I think what you're doing with your circus gives children and adults an opportunity to do that. Thank you. And it, my hope is that it gives people an opportunity to truly be together. Even though it's only 25% of the population, they've been excluded for so long. How wonderful to, for everyone to be able to enjoy together. 25% is a large part of the population. That's a quarter of us. That's it's huge, a, right? It's a quarter of us. So that <laughs> yeah. means one in four. So somebody in your family got left behind. I had a wonderful right. conversation when we first started um, with a gentleman who, Eric Weinemeyer, who climbed in 2002, I think. I might have the date wrong. He climbed to the very tip top of Mount Everest. That's an incredible feat. Oh, yeah, P.S., he's blind. Wow. He'd never seen a circus. He'd never experienced a circus. Ours was the first circus he'd ever experienced because we have full audio description. His kids always said, Dad, just listen to the music. It's too much. But for him to be able to share this experience with his family was really meaningful to them. That's fantastic. That that you do audio description throughout the performance. Is that what you're doing? Mm -hmm. Wow, that's... That's fantastic. That's amazing. Every show, because if you can't, if you don't get information visually, then you get it auditorily. If you don't get it auditorily, perhaps you get it visually. If you don't get it either visually or auditorily, then we provide a touch tour after the show so you can get it tactily. If you get your information from all sources, great. If you need sensory reduced, we never turn the volume too loud for anybody. So you're welcome there too. If you need additional sensory input, we have audio enhancing headsets so that we can make that a little louder for those who need that. So the point is to just make those access barriers go away. Oh, I love it. So I think it's everybody great what can you're just doing. <laughs> that's you that's exactly access, it. Great, buy a ticket and have a great time at the best show you've ever seen. Well, I think what you're doing is fantastic. We are out of time. Thank you, Lisa. Where can people find you and where can they see your circus? So you can find us at omniumcircus.org, O-M-N-I-U-M, circus.org. We are a nonprofit. If you are interested in joining us in any way, please reach out. we have school programs. We have our virtual program. As I said, we are currently fi- we're working on our tour for the 23-24 season. So join our mailing list, which is on our website, and check us out on social media and stay tuned. Perfect. And we'll put that information in the description. Thank you, Lisa, for being here. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Women CEO in Reflection. 
To reach out to one of our guests, their contact is in the description of the show. Do you want a total mindset transformation? Apply to Mindset Warrior, The Art of Intentional Thinking, my personal coaching boot camp at IamAMindsetWarrior.com and schedule your call with me today. Thank you.